What the fuck does that mean? Corn has juice. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Is, the, is the corn juice available in the <laughs> fruit juice sections? Yes. What is corn juice? That's corn can syrup. Can you do corn juice? Corn's juice. Corn's juice. Heck can. Corn's juice. Corn. Where you mix or- corn and orange juice. <laughs> Blend it together. <laughs> Pulpy. Oh, yum. <laughs> That'll. Hello, everyone. What does everyone need? Your attention. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yes, corn's juice. Oh, I thought you were taking that. I was like, mm-hmm. don't, don't abandon me. Might as well get it done now. Corn's juice. Corn's juice. To corn's juice. <laughs> hey, we invented something. I'm going to write that down. Write it down. Write it down. <laughs> Good plan. I'm going to taste it. Test it. Taste test it. Test taste test. Taste test it. Corn juice. I wonder if you can buy it online. A big old lump with knobs. We've got the juice. It's got the juice. Um, yeah, I just think it's funny. What am I doing? It's got too much going on. Corringe. Corringe. Did you put an orn in there? Corn in, uh, cor- yeah, that's, you wouldn't put orn in there. Yeah. In in there. Orn. Put it, wouldn't put an orn in there. Corn no, juice. it's like, did you mean orange juice? No, I want corn juice. <laughs> Look, then we invented something. Corn, corn orange juice. Corn orange juice. <laughs> oh, corn orange juice. I mean, you'd have to like blend it for a long time, but I figured that at some point it would probably get a little creamy. Because mm. mm. <laughs> oh my god, they've already. <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried corn juice? You should. <laughs> Is it a combination of corn and orange juice? <laughs> corn and orange juice, the kind cook. Mm. It's an interesting color. It seems like it would be very milky. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Once you get the corn in there, and you, I mean, if you keep pureeing it for forever. Corn milk? No. Corn is so versatile. I don't think so. I'm going to make some of this. What? <laughs> I think I have lemonade in my fridge. Maybe we should try that. I'm going to serve it, but not tell anybody what it is. And then I'll say, <laughs> it's, you guys it's like a it? specialty. Is it, well, I mean, it's going to have a little bit of sweetness to it if you just, like, boil it or something. Ball? Ball. I yeah. use canned corn. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wilding out. Yeah. I'm, you, you're suddenly into this? I'm going to make it. Corn has the juice. <laughs> I'm going to make it. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find that kid and be like, hey, "Listen, you inspired this. Let me. Sh- I got Not the even juice. Fine. It's uh, you. You caused this. You see this monster. This is your fault. <laughs> this is all your fault. Oh man. Yes, I love that. Okay. Wow. Wow. Welcome to my podcast. Oh, great. How long have we been recording? Only a couple minutes. Okay. Well, just like three. I think that's long enough for me to be like, "What am I doing here?" Okay, fine. <laughs> Whatever. Welcome. Welcome. Um, I just like to take a break so that I believe people could hear the dog chewing in the background. Yeah. Coco, you're on. You're on the air. <laughs> he always just stares at me with like these. He's like, he's what got those did you beaded need? eyes. Just like a teddy bear. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> unanimated yeah. laying on a bed completely at me, waiting for me to be, turn away you think your dog is possessed i hope so mm-hmm. coco 
Maybe he'll get possessed. Maybe don't he come. was like a, a ghost spirit that you found walking on the street and you were just like, well, come into my home. Honestly, uh-huh. that'd be the best case scenario. It really is. You welcomed a spirit in your home. You know, like those uh, black-eyed children. The spirits are already here. Yeah, I mean, it's an older house. Yeah. Makes sense. How many people do you think died in my house? A rough estimate, four to seven. We're going to add one more right now. <laughs> Who's next? <Shh>. Oh. <laughs> I like look around. Who's next? Oh, it's Ooh, who me. Is it? <laughs> Yay! Yeah. I'm so ready for this. Mm, okay, we're gonna do it. Do it. Thinking about corn juice. Well, <laughs> gonna take it down. It's got the juice. It's got the juice. We love corn juice. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's gonna be the drink of the podcast. Oh. We're switching from white claw to corn juice. What did we do before White Claw? White like, was it, was, it, was it that soon after, though? Yeah. Because we, we started in May, and then that, Hot Girl Summer. that August was when White Claw was like, ooh, coming out in Hot Girl Summer. See, I feel like we started drinking White Claw ironically. We did. We were like, we kept oh, saying, Hot Girl Summer. Hot Girl Summer. But then even when we'd go to the pool at your apartment complex, we'd... Uh, Take the bottle of white wine with us, but then we slowly made our switch to white claw, and now we haven't like, stopped. Too classy for white uh-huh, claw. Uh-huh. We would drink white wine. We would drink in the a, white from a wine box. at the pool. White uh-huh. wine from a box. White wine from a box and charcuterie by the pool. Yeah, <laughs> we're so fancy. Look at us degenerates now. <sighs> those were the days. Those Do you were the remember days. those days. Yeah, classic days. Those were what classic three days. seasons ago? Wait, how many? Four. What, are we in season four? Four seasons. This we're is in four. Fi- oh, season four. four. Okay. This is a long-running podcast that nobody listens to. <laughs> I know. We have me so much content. <laughs> Going through the, the aisles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need that. <laughs> yes. And I am I know it's not because the content is not great, because I'm very funny, and mm-hmm. you're here. Um, We're just bad at social media. It's the marketing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Getting our name out there, making people enjoy us. And I feel like we can't be like, ha-ha. <laughs> We're marketing now. We have four seasons worth of stuff that you've never heard. <laughs> well, we also stopped marketing two years ago. <laughs> so to be back and be like, hey, everyone, listen to our podcast. All of a sudden, everyone's going to be like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Where did that come from? Yeah. So four just... years worth of, <laughs> In, of Instagram content. content that we'd have to put up there and, and everything like that. How fun, right? Yeah. No. We can start from the beginning and do like every day or every week. Be like, okay, here's episode one, like flashback episode. What one. if we just rebrand and make it a new podcast? Here's this new podcast. Here's f- oh, like leave RSVP podcast and then like start a new one, episode one. Yeah, just but start then over again. We never have to do any more. Ep- we don't have to do anything for like the next four years because we have everything researched already. Yeah. Wait, I don't think I have all my old stuff. What do you mean? I don't have like the uh, stuff because I used Your to. Notes. Yeah, the notes that I used to take, I used to take on the computer that I had for. Uh... Oh, I don't mean that we'll redo it. Oh, we just put out the old stuff again. Oh, <laughs> like the entire episode. Yeah. But then the problem with that is that we always talk about different things that are happening, like in that week, or we've talked about that year. So if we okay, put out the. So what if we just continue on from the same spot that we're at right now uh-huh. and just make new episodes? That's what I'm saying. But <laughs> use old content, like like redo and reuse. No, make entirely new content. What do you say? <laughs> just continue the podcast <laughs> okay. as is. Well, no, 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 that's what I mean. But like be able to re- just reuse something we've already talked about. 
I'm but just do it on do a whole rename situation. Just it's not our spooky podcast anymore. Now it's and just keep going. The Spencer and Chris Hour. <laughs> Because it's not even really about scary stuff no, anymore. At this point, we talk for 30 minutes about nonsense. And yeah. then we have a couple of topics of <laughs> serial killers. <laughs> well, for a time there, we weren't even doing that. Uh-huh. I, was just, I was just off the rails. We both and were. I was like, JFK shot himself. You ever, <laughs> you ever go back and listen to some of the like old episodes that we used to do? Those were unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> and I sometimes look at our podcast now, and I'm like, wow, that was crazy. And then you <laughs> go back to, I mean, the the one about the cap, when we're literally dying laughing about fisting, and like... <laughs> and now we have a refined sense we, of humor. We're so refined, so adult now. <laughs> yes. Mm, let me swirl my white cloth before I taste it. We went down in the mm. beverage uh, situation, but up in the the clarity of yeah. our message, the ambiance of being at you know our, our kitchen table talk situation. Yeah, I feel like mm. we're very um, highbrow. Mm, yes, highbrow, mm. shallow and pedantic. Ooh. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Ooh. The woman next door scared me. <laughs> was she? Oh, did she walk she by again? Fucking around outside. Get away from my car! I don't even know where I parked. What you been thinking about? Well, the corn video has been a uh, very, very popular rendition. Um, I have also been living for uh, today, and this is something that I find funny. It's not quite meme meme worthy, but it is funny. <clears throat> Was that the official White House account started roasting roasting <laughs> Republican leadership, being like, "Hey, you see the PPP loan? Yeah, we did that." You see this? Yeah, that's also you. The White House shouldn't be giving out money. Marjorie Taylor Greene received one hundred eighty-seven thousand dollars in PPP. Exactly. Um, Forgiven. I'm very obsessed with. uh, What if Donald Trump released a pop song and it was amazing? Oh my god! (laughs) It would be a bop. Also, do you remember the the? It's, I guess it was a vine, maybe. But this guy is arguing with his friend about the Wicked Witch of the East. And he's like, her sister was a witch, bro. They're all witches. What? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> and her other sister was Glenda the Good Witch. Uh-huh. You're going to tell me that I'm wrong? And he's like screaming at him. And it's in that format of... I have not seen that. Oh, yes. <laughs> Her sister was a witch. Well, we talked about that last week with <clears throat> that format being uh, everywhere currently. Uh, some of them I have found kind of funny. I like that one. Yes. Um, I also like Tati Westbrook is this... Uh, the makeup person? She's a makeup... The, I just remember her name from the, the saga between her and Jeffrey and... Uh, what's James? That, uh, others? Yeah, James. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway, she posted a tweet. If G period at sign dash forward slash... And sign at 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 pound d at c r g e c and pound s o, and people are saying, "Girl, she said what she said." This means the world to me. And Nyx Pro Cosmetics, the actual brand, retweeted her and said, "And I've literally always said that." Yes, girl. Totally get that. Tell me more about the D at C R G E C part, though. <laughs> Everyone hanging on her, not even words. <laughs> Period. 
<laughs> what is this? And I did. <laughs> and I did. That's the fucking... <laughs> Say it, queen. Speak your truth, girl. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the, the memes of taking, like, Spongebob situation and making them grossly sexual, honestly, is it is so gross. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, my gosh. I'm dying. It's always Mr. Krabs. Mr. Krabs. Uh, there's a couple of Spongebob, too, but it really... It's Mr. Krabs or Squidward. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, egg Very and veggie funny. jello dog? <laughs> I don't like that. I want to eat it. That's food with a threatening aura. It's fucked up food. <laughs> Do you follow them? Yeah. They pop up every once in a while. They make me laugh. Um, also, are you a high gay or a hey gay? No, I'm this kind. Yes. Can I help you? What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> I retweeted that. <laughs> yes. Can I help you? What do you want? Yes. Hello, can I help you? What do you want? And those are what I've been thinking about. <laughs> yeah, okay, I like that. Um, well, there was another one on Twitter recently uh, that I... Oh, the one thing that I actually find really funny, but it honestly just proves the stupidity of our world. Do you ever see the account Popgrave show up every once in a while? Do they do, like, the five-minute crafts? No, they do, like, um, just random news headlines of, like, pop entertainment culture. And they always tweet out random shit. Um, but... The level of stupidity from the society, no matter what gets tweeted out, if you click on their tweet and go into the comment section, it's always like, well, this ended Nikki. Like, Nicki Minaj. (laughs) People arguing about Nicki and Cardi. Like, it's so fucking stupid. But I will sit there for like five minutes on whatever pop crave comes up and just scroll through. And it's like, Taylor Swift has ended from this. Like, it has nothing to do with Taylor Swift. It's like something like the White House forgave, like some bullshit, like forgave $10,000 of loan. And all of a sudden it's like, that ended Nikki's career. And it's like, why are you saying that? I'm, it's honestly so stupid. I'm entering my unhinged era. Mm-hmm. And I love all unhinged things. Oh, absolutely. That's unhinged. It's unhinged behavior. Yeah. Also, Taylor Swift uh, has more carbon emissions <laughs> than Coca-Cola brand. Those memes from her and the like when they found out her situation with, you know, destroying the environment with her private jet, um, just sent me they're so freaking funny there was like the there was a video and i don't know if you've seen it but i think it's from like a a k-pop video where like a plane is like flying like to land on the runway and does like a full like thing and people are standing on like the fence thing and like dancing like in front of it i'll have to send it to you next time i see it but uh it's so fucking funny because they were like taylor swift on her way to destroy the environment and like flying over and playing like the stupid song and it's like fast forward people are dancing i don't know how to explain it but it's really funny well i also have something for you okay uh and i think it's similar okay I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm ready for this. Um, yeah. Uh-oh. Is that the one? Why is it not gifting? It needs to gif. The gif needs to gif. Gif is not giving. The gif is not gifting. It's gifting. <laughs> Let me just switch it up and say, I only want to see gifs. It's gifting share. 
It's literally not going to do it. Anyways, it's the plane that starts flapping its wings. <laughs> Very similar. Not not exactly um, what I was describing, but yes. Well, well, it's pretty close. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty close. Um, I'm about it, but yes. Yeah. Taylor Swift ended. Again. Excuse me. She can't even. <laughs> Pop crave. Uh, Harry Styles, blah, blah, blah. Ended Nikki's career. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And Nikki, on the sidelines, she's like, big boobs. Big boobs. Child. What? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What if we just did that the entire podcast, where I'd just say, hmm. Nikki or Cardi? Yes. Hello. What do you want? <laughs> Can I help you? What do you want? <laughs> How do you like your eggs? Um, fried or fertilized? Vogue's 120 questions with it, a celebrity while they walk okay. around the house. <clears throat> uh, have you seen those unhinged videos of uh, Tyra interviewing Beyonce? No. But I've recently seen something where uh, Tyra Banks is interviewing Mary J. Blige and she's like, Scary J. Blige. Yes. What do you want to wear for Halloween? Same same exact way. She did it with uh, Beyonce. So I guess she does a similar style of interview with people. But it's unhinged. Tyra really thought she was doing something on her talk show. Uh Uh-huh. And then RuPaul modeled RuPaul's Drag Race entirely after Tyra. Top model. No, top model. But yeah, Tyra. She wanted to be Tyra. Why would you want to be Tyra? Dramatic. Did you see that? Um... Tyra or Naomi? Naomi. Naomi. There's the only answer. That's Naomi. the only answer. Do you remember the one thing of where Tyra was like on the set with the girls and she's like, oh. And then uh, she pretends to faint. falls down. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh my god, Tyra! And she's like, that was acting. <laughs> <laughs> that was acting. I'm like, girl, nobody believed you. They uh-huh. didn't believe you when uh-huh. you did it. They're just on your show, but and they, they were have told, to care yeah, about they you. they were told go go do something. That's like the the memes of uh, the drag queens whenever they announce someone's going to be a guest judge, oh. and they have no idea who it is. And they're all like, ah, girl, I don't fucking know who that is. This week, uh-huh. we're going to have Linda Patterson. Oh my god, <gasps> I absolutely love Linda Patterson. When they told me Linda Patterson was going to be on the show, I absolutely could not believe that. I was gagged. I could not wait to meet her. And it's just like someone's mom. Yeah. (laughs) Linda Patterson is like step cousin to uh, Cher. Exactly. It's like a cousin down the street, you know? (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah, that's exactly that. Exactly feeling. But you know what? Ended Nikki. (laughs) It sure did. (laughs) She will never recover. She will never recover. Oh, I feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what always does recover, though? What? Baked bones. <laughs> okay. It helps your dog recover from not having Anxiety. <laughs> yes. Recent Gallup polls have shown that Americans have reported feeling stress, worry, and anger in the highest levels in over a decade. While we are growing more and more aware of the effects of stress on our bodies and minds, we may not have considered the effects that our stress can have on our pets. According to studies, there is a synchronization between stress hormones in humans and their dogs. If you are a dog parent, you probably know that your pup is very good at reading your body language and can quickly pick up on how you're feeling. We're always working to reduce our own stress in any way that we can. But what about the anxiety we may have passed on to our dog? (gasps) Big Bones has a solution. (laughs) 
CBD has been shown to help reduce stress and anxiety in both humans and dogs, and Baked Bones has your dog covered. Made from organic, human-grade ingredients and full-spectrum hemp oil, their bones may offer some relief to your anxious pup. Check out BigBones.com for more information on CBD for dogs and other benefits it may provide. Big Bones offers free shipping on all orders over $25, and you can save 15% using promo code Spoopy15. Spoopy15. That's Spoopy15. <laughs> Spoopy15. Big Bones is LGBTQ owned and operated and is based in Houston, Texas. Big Bones probably donates 10% of all profits to no-kill shelters in the U.S. Need your bones ASAP or want to support small businesses? Big Bones are now available at Mandarin Mercantile in the Houston Heights or at Mandarin Mercantile on South Congress in Austin. Baked bones. Oh my god, the harmony? <laughs> that was the harmony. The, the harmony? The harmony. <laughs> okay, fine. It's harmony. <laughs> the dissonance harmony? The, the dissonance. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That was one of the best commercials that I've done in a while. It was comical. It got the word out. Most of the time, I'm just like... Mm-hmm. We got our code in there four times. That's Spoopy15. <laughs> Check. It's, I want it to reminisce about um, head-on direct... Head-on. Apply directly to the forehead. Head-on. Apply, apply directly, directly to the forehead. forehead. You have headaches? Head-on. Apply directly to the forehead. Spoopy15. That's uh-huh. 15% off for Spoopy15. 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 Spoopy15 to get 15% off. Spoopy15. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I feel that. That's a mood. It's a vibe. You also think that people hear our podcast and they think it's spooky, our spooky podcast. My favorite is whenever people are like, oh, yeah, listen to your podcast. Listen to our spooky podcast. I'm like, that's not what we are. <laughs> so if you're listening to that, that's a different podcast. That's what we'll rebrand as. <laughs> our spooky podcast. <laughs> spooky is. We go back to the original design that we had. Yeah. With the, the, the house that was made <laughs> our for. spooky podcast. <laughs> yeah, I made that on you, Canva. Yeah, you made that. I, I made that. I made that. I sure she drove me here. It took 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, original content. I'm saying. People don't. People be knowing. It's out there. People do be knowing. <clears throat> do you ever actually listen up? Listen. Do you ever look up how many listeners we've got? Yeah. <laughs> it tells me every time I log in. Oh, okay. We have 16 consistent listeners. Okay. That's impressive. Look at you guys. Thank you. <laughs> hey, you guys. You got you lot are doing the most for us. <laughs> if you're still out there, let us know. Well, you're one of them. I'm kind of one of them. Um Alan sometimes. I don't know anyone. He doesn't listen anymore. He's like, I'm fed up with those. He's, he has been busy lately, but yeah, he's like, I got tired. He's like, ah, it's just a lot <laughs> of screaming. Too, too, it really is. Too much, uh, too much screaming, too much uh, cackling, and uh, whatever Whatever it laughs. is that you do. <laughs> my laugh. My little weird whistle cackle. <laughs> They're old man noises. <laughs> I can't help it. Let me tell you <laughs> Oh, actually, in the last seven days, our audience size has increased to 26. <gasps> consistent listeners? Yeah. Or, oh. And what what, is, what defines consistent listeners? I don't know, but our plays per episode is about 15. Hmm. So, I don't know where how that uh, does that. But we have gotten a spike in the last couple of days. Oh, it's because it was the it's the crossover for me. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, what? So, uh, what's today? The 25th? Two days ago, three days ago, um, somebody listened to the um, Get Connected for Free with Education Connection episode. That is like episode five or six. (laughs) It sure is. (laughs) Look at you going all the way back. <laughs> and then it, then it could be that they googled uh whatever name it was that it was yeah whoever we talked about and it showed up as a podcast that's why i wanted to make it like make sure that we had all the names of everyone because that's exactly how we get people you know and our our, our major listening spike here was on uh two days ago we had 61 plays where somebody else listened to Get Connected for Free with Education Connected hmm. Connection. Somebody listened to It's the crossover for me, which is yeah. the latest. And then, uh, fellas, is it gay if I can get down and hip? The answer is yes. Yeah. There's Connections, Legos for the gays. Mm. Somebody keeps listening to this Get Connected for Free with Education Connection. Hey, maybe it's a really... So there's part two and part one. Well, they listened to part two first. <laughs> well, technically, it, it it shows up first in the like timeline, oh. but it doesn't say what we listen to, so that wouldn't help. Whatever we googled, or I'm sorry, whatever they googled, it wouldn't have shown up. Let me get our most. It's loading the um, podcast performance. That was August 25th of 2019. That was back when we were still drinking wine. Our most popular uh, episode uh-huh. or date. Was I need to know October thirtieth of twenty twenty. We had one hundred ninety five plays that day. Twenty twenty. Oh no! Stop. I need to find out. What did you say? October what? Thirtieth. Yeah. Some. I guess that our most uh, recent episode was a flautist. You get that from a Tex Mex restaurant. And then yeah, that came out on the thirty first. A lot as you get that from, and then the the one before that is I take all my notes in Windows Notepad, and that was the Turpin family. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, number two was that was quite a Joe. Oh, that was earlier, wasn't it? Yeah, and then Sandra Bullock, you in danger. Oh, so the flattest one was when we talked about the Zodiac Killer and the Golden State Killer. Well, that's oh, that's when we were in our big kick of uh-huh. we got like do... really big names, yeah. And then the one before that, the, I take all my notes in Windows Notepad was the Turpin family and J C Duggard. J C Duggard. Mm-hmm. J C Dugard. We're gonna talk about Chweekwum. <laughs> wow! So it's been. Um, Wait, what was the other one? The that was quite a show. Quite a show. Mm, where is that one at? I want to find out what we talked about we saw some our ruby podcast episodes in there <laughs> and then our next most popular date with was april 10th 2021 165 plays april 10th 2021 somebody was listening to your eyes they made a glass <laughs> the jansen is silent and then coerce somebody listened to the second episode coerce like a hearse for two people the the jansen is so april must have been a good month for us because that was those episodes were right in a row the jansen is silent and your eyes they made a glass that was uh the episode after we talked about the nixium cult and chris's topic (laughs) (laughs) i love doing that 
And then the Jensen is silent was uh, Alexander Anaprinko and um, the Carrington event. Spencer's the, new terror, the Carrington event. I don't want to remember the Carrington events. You don't want to remember? No. Okay. Because it's scary for me. Okay. I don't remember what it was. Did I talk about it or you talk about it? It's an electromagnetic storm that attacks the earth and puts out all of the electricity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did talk about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Probably time to talk about <laughs> just, stuff. We were reliving the golden days, you the know? The good old days. The good old days. Classic. Back when we were both in our 20s. Oh, my gosh. We were at the time, weren't we? And now you're some 30-year-old. Some 31-year-old. And I'm just... What? What? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, who went? We didn't do it last week. Uh, yeah, you did it last week. The two weeks before that. I don't know. Why don't you go first? Okay, I'll go first. What did you do? So I talked about the boozy barber. You, this is a continuation? On the iceberg, yeah. His name was uh, John Paul... No, what? Gilbert Paul Jordan. You started the story last episode? No. That we were... Oh, this is a whole new thing? Yeah, this is a new one. Did well, I I'm Did I have intrigued. a uh, story that I was supposed to finish? I don't think so. Let me let me check. Make sure that I wasn't supposed to finish the story. Because I did not do that. I no, I did that. Herbert Mullen. And I finished that. Herbie. Her, oh, Herbie. Oh, classic Herbie. Yeah, he... he, he yeah, he... Yeah. He was the one that... Uh, had schizophrenia, and then he met Edmund Edmund Kemper in jail. And then Edmund Kemper said he was a good boy. Yeah, called him a good boy and tried to manipulate his mind. Yeah, so today I'm going to talk about um, Gilbert Paul Jordan, a.k.a. the Boozy Barber. Um, his early so life... He gives drunk haircuts? I don't know. Um, we'll talk about Yes, it. you absolutely do. You researched, you fucking moron. I know. Um, so his early life, uh, he was born December 12th of 1931. That's enough about that. Uh, he worked as a barber. <laughs> so that's all you found. Yes. Uh, he worked as a barber later in life. Um, and that's also I know. All I know. Um, so we're going to go ahead and talk about some crazy things. So Not he had a, a criminal record as early as 1952. So he was what? 21 at this point. Um, yeah, yeah. crazy. Let's get what see in the 50s. Did they it, the drinking age was probably 14? Yeah, if young, you could find it, if, drink you, it. if you had alcohol, just drink it. Uh, so take some of this opium, yeah. Oh, but we're in Canada, we're in Vancouver. I don't know, great. The, smoke the <laughs> smoke, smoke the weed and get crazy. Um, yeah, so it, um, he his criminal record included uh convictions for rape, indecent assault, abduction, hit and run, drunk driving, car theft. Uh, he was uh going buck wild, he's just going to town, you know, whatever. So it is thought that his serial killing began around 1965. No confirmations on any of this because he denies it all, uh, of course, as one does. Um, he is considered a serial killer uh, as he was linked to the deaths of between 8 to 10 women total, but was only convicted in the manslaughter, manslaughter dot, Lord, 
manslaughter death of one woman. Um, most of his victims were First Nations women in uh, Vancouver's downtown east side. Uh, so typically he would find women in bars, buy them drinks, or pay them for sex and encourage them to drink with him. Um, not all of them were sex workers. Some of them were. Some of them weren't. Um, some just wanted a drink. And he was offering to buy a drink. So I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And then he'd keep going. And then uh, when they passed out, he would pour liquor down their throats. Uh, so the the resulting deaths were reported as alcohol poisoning, and police essentially paid little attention because some of his victims suffered from alcoholism. Uh, newspapers often described the women that, that as sex workers, but not all of them were involved in, in sex work. Um, so he, and also during this time, and I mean still even to this day, there's racism against First Nations people, uh, and so it was one of those things like, oh well. Just another drunk Indian or something like that. Yeah, you know, to quote the the idea of the racism there. It's just like, okay, well, just pass it off and say whatever. Doesn't matter to me. Um, So Jordan himself was known for drinking more than 50 ounces of vodka each day. Do you know how much 50 ounces is? (laughs) That's 50 shots. It, for comparison, a handle of vodka is 60 ounces, not like the small ones. I'm talking the big, like, 1.5 liters. It is 1.4 liters is what 50 ounces of vodka is. So How it'd be, is he? What? He would drink that a day. That's that's how people knew him, that he would drink a handle of vodka a and day. And just, like, pass out every day? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's just insanity. Like, that is so much alcohol. That's like, that is a clownish amount. Exactly. Like, like that's beyond alcoholism. And somehow he was able to still go about live. Um, so the first woman to have known... He must have died at like 30. No. <laughs> the w- first woman known to have died by alcohol poisoning while in Jordan's company was in 1965. Uh, it would become the pattern for him. Uh, her name was Ivy Rose. She was a switchboard operator. She was found naked and dead in uh, a Vancouver hotel. Her blood alcohol level was 0.51. Very high. Uh, for the record, 0.08, of course, is the legal limit for intoxicated. And usually if you're at 0.4 alcohol content, you are... Um, at risk of alcohol poisoning? You are, like, beyond alcohol poisoning at that point. Like, 0.4 is, like, the really the point. I mean, 0.2, you are normally at the point of almost being unconscious, uh, maybe. But 0.4 is where you hit the point of death. <laughs> and we're going to see people much higher than that. Um, so October 12th of, eight, of 1987, so we're fast-forwarding a little bit, uh, Vanessa Lee Buckner was found naked on the floor of the Niagara Hotel after a night of drinking with Jordan. Um, there is some debate regarding this victim. Some sources indicated that she was a white woman, not a heavy drinker, nor was she a sex worker. However, the official court records that were used describe Buckner's death as a result of Jordan supplying a lethal amount of liquor to a female alcoholic who died as a result. Buckner had recently lost custody of her newborn baby who had been born with a drug dependency and she was labeled an alcoholic and a taker of various kinds of drugs. So the the media called her all sorts of different things, but some others say it's like, no, she was just a heavy drinker or she was not a heavy drinker and she wasn't also a sex worker. Like, I don't know what you guys are painting, but you know, could 
have all sorts of different stories. Uh, so Jordan's fingerprints were found and linked to Buckner's death, um, but he was never formally charged for that. There was no no charges for that. Um, a month after her death, another at the time there was no no charges. A month after her death, another woman, Edna Shade, was found. Uh, dead in another hotel, same method where she had uh, massive alcohol poisoning. After being questioned, Jordan had not been charged with any crime related to Buckner's death, so they found his, his fingerprints, but they were like, hey, why were they there? Why is she dead? Because they just labeled her as an alcoholic sex worker that died because she drank too much. Hmm. And he just maybe happened to be drinking with her. Um, so... After her death and after releasing him, they were like, okay, well, we're going to follow him. So they followed him, began uh, some surveillance and whatnot. So between October 12th and November uh, 26th of 1987, police watched him, uh, quote, search out Native Indian women in the Skid Row area of Vancouver. Um, so on four different occasions, the police rescued the women involved before she too, uh, became a victim. So these women were Rosemary Wilson, November 20th of 1987. Uh, it, she had a blood alcohol content of 0.52. So they saved them. And wait, it's 1987 now. Yeah. So the first victim what known, known potential victim was 1965. And then we fast forward to Buckner, the one, the first one. Uh, the second one um, that was found in the Niagara Hotel was 1987. So he's been going since 1965, but there's not been like... I'm just impressed that he's still alive after a handle mm-hmm. of vodka every day from oh, you'll being be, alive in you, the 30s. You'll be even more impressed in just a second. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're in 1987. So... Uh, Rosemary Wilson, she had a blood alcohol content of 0.52. So, of course, they followed him and then, like, listened in on the hotel and whatnot that they were in. And then once he left, they would save the the women when they had a lot of alcohol. Um, then we had Verna uh, uh, Chartrand. Uh, she, in November, uh, November 21st of 1987, uh, she had a blood alcohol, alcohol content of 0.43. Then we have Sheila Joe, November 25th of 1987, blood alcohol content was not known. Mabel Olson, November 26th of 1987, blood alcohol content was not known. But just, that happened in a matter of six days in November. So if he's potentially been doing this since... All at the same hotel? Uh, just... two of them were the same hotel, but uh, three total hotels for these four women. Wow! During the surveillance, they were watching him. But at the same time, it, you, you, we see this surveillance that happened the last six days of this month-long surveillance and whatnot that they saw from him. So, okay, what? When was he having periods like this since 1965 that we don't know about? Probably once a year. But these At were, least. I mean, this happened in a week. He did this for four different women. And if he w- hadn't been caught, all four of these women would have been dead. Well, at least two of them, because if they had blood alcohol content higher than 0.5. If the police hadn't been there to save them, they would have died. <laughs> um, so according to the court records, police listening in uh, from like the outside of the hotel room heard Jordan say things such as, have a drink, down the hatch, baby, 20 bucks if you drink it right now, see if you're a real woman, finish that drink, finish that drink, down the hatch, hurry, write down, you need another drink, I'll give you 50 bucks if you can take it, I'll give you 10, 20, 50 dollars, whatever you want, come on, I want to see you get it all down, you get it right down, I'll give you the 50 bucks and the 13 bucks, I don't know why that's... <laughs> 
two different things. Uh, I'll give you 50 bucks. I told you that. I'll If you finish that, I'll give you the $75 finished drink. I'll give you 20 All those things. Like, you know, encouraging them to keep drinking. Like, oh, I'll pay you, like, to watch you drink this alcohol. <laughs> but, like, also, if you're already, like, kind of intoxicated, oh, yeah. And, like, if you're looking for money, too, take another shot or something like that doesn't seem like a problem, right? Necessarily. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, so he was arrested at this point, and he was brought before a judge alone. So the court proceedings show that he sought out uh, approximately 200 women per year for binge drinking episodes covering the period from 1980 to 1988. He was also looking for sexual gratification. Um, further, the Crown provided evidence that Jordan was linked to the deaths of six other First Nations women. A similar fact evidence showed that Jordan had been with the following women at the time of their deaths. So they actually were able to follow that he had met with six people. Uh, so we have Mary Johnson, November 30th of 1980, blood alcohol content of 0.34. Barbara Paul, September 11th of 1981, blood alcohol content of 4, uh, 0.41. Mary Johns, July 30th of 1982, blood alcohol content of 0.76. Patricia Thomas, blood alcohol content of 0.51. Patricia Andrews, blood alcohol content of 0.79. And then Vera Harry, uh, blood alcohol content of 0.40. So these are all women that were, had died. And they were all like, we know that you were with them at some point before they died. And now they're dead. Um, so the justice found Jordan guilty of manslaughter, but only in the de- in the death of Buckner, the one they found in 1987. Um, so he was sentenced to 15 years in prison, but that was reduced to nine on appeal. But he only served six for the manslaughter conviction. So he potentially killed at this point seven women. That seven women that were linked to him directly. But that we know of. Every year since 1965, he's been doing this to 200. So 1980s, 1988 is what they were able to actually like lock in and say you have seen 200, at least 200 women every single year, and done those done this with 200 women every single year for just those eight years. So outside of those eight years, absolutely could have been more. And it probably was mm-hmm. because it would be like a bell curve mm-hmm. where. He started out, oh, I don't know how to do it. And then he figured out how to do it. And so probably Hit the, in the high point, yeah. Early 70s, he was up to like 400 mm. women a year. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so he served those six years. And after his relief, release, he was placed on probation, which restricted him to Vancouver Island. Uh, so this takes us to June 2000. So at this what point, fuck? he is 69 years old. Nice. 69. <laughs> Shut up. Never speak again. Uh, he had been charged with sexual assault, assault, negligence, causing bodily harm, and administering noxious substance, which was alcohol. In the year 2000, Jordan attempted to change his name to Paul Pierce, which at the time, a name change in uh, British Columbia did not require fingerprinting or a criminal check. So he was getting through it, and it was he was going to change his name, which... If he changed his name, he was going to jump. He was gone. Uh, but after the loophole was closed, before his application was done, he dropped it. Um, so Jordan was arrested again in 2000, 2002 for breach of probation because he was found drinking and in the presence of a woman while in possession of alcohol. He was found guilty and sentenced to 15 months in jail, followed by three years probation and strict conditions. However, 
Upon his release in August of 2004, he was arrested in Win- Winnipeg for uh, violating his probation order. Yeah, that's far. Yeah, far he away. he took a nice little jaunt over to the York Hotel in Swift Current, Saskatchewan, um, in August of two. Uh, I'm sorry, August 9th of 2004. So he had been there for two days, and they were like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" And he got arrested. Uh, just a reminder. Also, what the fuck are you doing? It's Saskatchewan. Exactly. Why, why would you come? Why there? would you go there? <laughs> so it's a uh, just a reminder. He is seventy three at this point. Seventy three, and he had had been drinking that much alcohol before. I'm. Sure, I mean, clearly wasn't drinking alcohol in prison or uh, getting it some toilet wine or whatever. But uh, yeah, then he gets out of prison. and He's breaking his probation to drink shit tons of alcohol again. Uh, so he had been identified as being at a party and been drinking with a woman named Barb Berkeley. And he's 73? 73. <laughs> at a house party? Dr- at a house party, been drinking. So it was a hotel. Uh, he was at, at the hotel. And uh, Berkeley was a long-term resident of the hotel and had a serious drinking problem as well. Uh, Berkeley had... Uh, succumbed to uh, she not succumbed but she had uh she had alcohol poisoning and she was taken to hospital by her friend and hotel employee kathy waddington after finding berkeley in a very bad condition so she was uh he was about to kill her (laughs) she was about to she about to die um so waddington identified jordan as being there but he was acquitted of those charges in 2005 upon his release Police issued a public warning. They said, Gilbert Paul Jordan, age 73, is the subject of this alert. Jordan is 175 centimeters, which is 5'9", and weighs uh, 79 uh, kilograms, which is 174 pounds. He is partially bald with gray hair and a gray goatee. He has blue eyes and wears glasses. Jordan is currently in the Victoria area, but has no fixed address. Jordan has a significant criminal record, including manslaughter and indecent assault of a female he uses alcohol to lure his victims. Jordan's target victim group is adult females. Jordan is subject to court-ordered conditions, including abstaining absolutely from the consumption of alcohol, not to be in the company of any female person or persons in any place where alcohol is either being consumed or possessed by that person or persons. Uh, and then it goes on to you know, say, if you see this, contact um, the police. Uh, so this was 2000. The band? The, yeah. Oh, they're not going to do anything. They might sing about it. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. But this was a little short-lived here because Jordan died in 2006. Um, so that was the end of the story here. I didn't know much about his early life, but he was uh, a, a, a man that went out guns a-blazing <laughs> and took people with he him. He lived his life like he died. Uh-huh. Exactly. Drunk. Um, I cannot believe that his liver lasted that long. Really? Like how? Um, so he has only ever been convicted. He had only ever been convicted of one murder, but there could have been so, so, so many more out there that were just blamed on alcohol, alcoholism, alcoholism in a community that is already faced with rampant alcoholism, and then of course racism across the the country. So um, it's if, if he was targeting First Nations women, then it was like, oh well. Just how do you get people to drink alcohol after they've passed out, though? Like, well, if they just have their throat open, I mean, if they if they are passed out and like laying up or whatever, it's easy to put it in their their throat. How do you know? I don't know that, but I feel like they would choke. Well, that's the, the also the idea. That's why like alcohol poisoning is very dangerous because if you like throw up in your sleep and you don't wake up, then you choke on it. Yeah. 
We're saying the same thing. No, I don't know how it happens. Well, I mean, he, he, he did put it in your throat, and normally that would go... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but... Thank you for your story. Mm-hmm. That I get you it. cannot prove because you don't understand how alcohol works. I also don't know how to shove alcohol in someone's mouth after they passed out. <laughs> Sorry that I don't know how to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I would like to talk to you... About how I just ended Nikki. About Squarespace. Oh. <laughs> no. Um, Leonard Lake and Charles, Charles, n- mm-hmm. n- I think, how do you say that? I we? think it's, no. Because it's when. Yes, but it's on the internet. Mm-hmm. It told me the uh, a phonetic pronunciation is either like I as in kite and then N as in singing. So it's in, in uh-huh. or it's E as in dress and N as in singing. So in. N. Ng or ng. Hmm. Okay. So Charles Ng. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll start with Mr. Uh, uh, Lake. Uh-huh. Leonard Lake was born in San Francisco, California. Uh, when he was six, his... I literally... Sorry, when you were texting me earlier, I literally could not figure out that you were talking about two different people. Uh, well, I mean, I knew that you were, but I thought, like... It was two different yeah, cases. Like, no. two different situations that they, like, happened to, like, cross over somehow. And you, like, wanted me to do it. And I'm like, okay, I don't understand. Do you want me to research this other person or not? And you were like, no, they do it together. I'm like, that doesn't clear anything up. I didn't understand. Wait, so how, how – explain to me how you were confused. Yes, the way that you were like, okay, well – because you said, okay, well, there's Charles Lake – or, I'm sorry, uh, Charles uh, and um, the Lake Leonard guy. Lake. Leonard Lake. Um, and hold on, let me read the text messages. I'm gonna go back I'm, too. I'm a pull because it up. I have the same. I'm a pull I have it the up. receipts too. Bitch. <laughs> I too have the receipts <laughs> because I said, "Who did you research I said, today?" Yeah, and I said, "Because I'm gonna." I haven't started, but I was gonna do a two part. Was which I'm not? No, gonna... you didn't say I. You said, but was going to do a two part of Leonard Lake and Charles. Mm. And so then I was like, "So you thought I was gonna do a two part? Like I'm gonna do this one, and then I'm gonna do a whole different one? That's not doing a two part. That's just doing two different topics." I thought you were gonna do a two part of Leonard Lake and then and Charles. Mm. And so then I thought you wanted me to do like, like help out. So I was no, like, no, that is not what that so says. So you're doing both. Of them. I want uh, or or. You want me to do one, and we split it up. And so they, they did the murders together, um, and I'm like, I'm still confused. Are you doing both? <laughs> I didn't get it. Uh, and then I said, they did the murders together, LOL. Maybe not LOL, because yeah, they did murders. Yeah, LOL. I'm still confused. <laughs> and I said, they committed the murders together. Why don't you understand? Yes, I'm doing both. Okay, see, that was much better clarification. <laughs> Because I thought you wanted to do like a two-part situation because you knew that both of them were long. And so you wanted me to do one of them as a two-part and you to do one of them as a two-part. That's how I understood it. I don't understand how your brain works. It's stupid. It just does whatever it wants to. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Literally, hunty. Anyways, so when he was six, his parents got separated. Uh, um, And then he went to... Ended Nikki. She's not alive yet. Um, he and his siblings moved in with their maternal grandmother. Uh, Leonard was a reportedly bright child, but uh, had a problem with pornography. 
mm-hmm. pornography. Mm-hmm. That really gets you. Um, in the 50s, yeah. How does that get you in the 50s? But he would... Magazines. Worse so, because he would photograph his sister's nude. Oh. And his grandmother was like, yeah, that's cool. Ew. And then he became obsessed with the pornography. Yes. Um, and he reportedly would extort his sisters to perform sexual acts. Um, he also collected mice and killed them by dissolving them in chemicals in the same ma- manner that he would later do with his victims. Oh, shit. Um, after attending Balboa High School, he enlisted in the U.S. Marine Corps in 1964. He served two tours of duty in Vietnam um, as a radar electronics technician. During this period, he was first diagnosed with schizoid personality disorder after what was termed a, quote, delusional breakdown in Da Nang. He received psychotherapy and in 1971, a medical discharge. Hmm. So... So you got something going on in your brain. Bye. <laughs> yeah, but they they say they have no uh, information about when he was in Vietnam. And of the things that we learned about other people that went to Vietnam, uh, I have to imagine that some of the things that he committed also happened there. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, when we talked about Richard Ramirez's uh, brother, how he was, you know, have uh, just bring women over for sex and then decapitate them. And, like, proudly walk around showing off pictures of... Or taking pictures of him holding a woman's head. Like, <laughs> absolute insanity. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, yes. Um, he settled in San Jose after... Oh. You know Yeah, one? sure. Okay. Okay. A different flavor, Different flavor. Would. Okay. Different, what flavor do you have? Uh, all the ones that come in the box. <laughs> so, whatever one is in the box... As if I wouldn't. I love to be sassy. Um, So he enrolled in San Jose State University, but dropped out after one semester because he was enamored with the hippie lifestyle of San Francisco. Pomelo or watermelon? Well, you don't like lime. So I don't taste bad. With the water, with the watermelon combined, it doesn't taste bad, but it's fine. Oh. Can you make a little bit more noise when you sit down? What, a different noise. A different one. Oh, okay. Oh, don't do that. Just getting, oh, do you hear the knee pop? That was a good different That's noise. That's the noise I wanted. Un, unintentioned. Um, he was enamored with the hippie lifestyle in San Francisco. Oh, not the hippie lifestyle. The hippie lifestyle. Uh-huh. He moved to a commune there, and then he married briefly in 1975. But... He dissolved the marriage after his wife discovered that he was making... Literally dissolved. No. <laughs> Nulled. Okay, nullified. Uh, <coughs> the, after his wife was like, what are you doing in your spare time? He's like, making amateur porn. And um, she stands by that. Yeah. <gasps> we gotta hurry up. They're on the way? They made it into the airport. Oh, gosh. Um, so these... Uh, Pornos. 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 Would usually involve bondage and S&M. Wait, who was he making them? Was he just making them by himself? Like, of himself? Or was he finding other women? Both. Oh, okay. Um, He would do it with his wife and record them unbeknownst to them. Hmm. 
Um, for the next eight years, he lived at Greenwich or Grenfield Ranch, a fifty-six thousand acre, fifty-six hundred. I was like fifty-six thousand. Jesus, what is <laughs> it's this, the Wyoming? entire state? I know. This took over San Francisco all of a sudden. Uh, a fifty-six hundred acre back to the land settlement near Capella, north of Ukiah, California. The mountains. <laughs> yeah, there he met uh, or Mendocino County. I think it's one of those giant counties up in North Mendocino County. I think they got grapes there. Probably. Y'all got grapes? It is a larger county. It is in Northern California. Could you live in Northern California? No. Why not? Uh, cold. Yeah, not it's cold. it's one of the big ones, and it is uh, up north. <laughs> but it is on the coast. It is coastal, yes. It is coastal, yes. What was what was the city you said near Cavello? Uh, Ukiah, Capella. Oh, U K I H I A H. Yeah, that's like on the edge of the mountains. We love mountains. We love that. Um, he met a woman named Clarolyn. 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 Not Carolyn or Claire. Clara. Clara. Not Clara or Lynn. Mm-hmm. Clara Lynn. Clara Lynn. Wait, is, there, is there a dash? No. Damn it. You know I like it. It's a, like a, Carolyn, but... I love a name with a dash. Joanne. Joanne. Anne. <laughs> I broke my entire neck. Oh, that's a throwback. Um, Balaz. B-A-L-A-Z-S. That's Polish. Balz. Balaz. 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 Um, Balaz. But Balaz. he nicknamed her Cricket, because he's like, I'm not saying that shit. <laughs> Your name's fucking Clarolyn? No, it's not. <laughs> Your name's Cricket. Um, who became involved in Lake's fantasies and appeared in many of his pornos. Pornos. So she liked it. Yes. Okay. Uh, he his he had a growing fear of impending nuclear holocaust, uh, so it prompted him to begin a construction of a bunker on the settlement's grounds. Uh, so that's not entirely uh, out there. At, yeah, at this time, that's yeah. really not that out there. <laughs> um, but good for her. I mean, not, but, you know. Well, no. she did a lot of bad things. A lot of bad things. Um, the property owner was like, stop it. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Can you not do that? Thank you. Um, Charles was born in British Hong Kong, uh, the youngest of three children and the only son of a wealthy Hong Konger executive and his wife. As a child, mm, was harshly disciplined and abused by his father. As a teenager, he was described as a troubled loner and was expelled from several schools. After his arrest for shoplifting at age 15, he went at his father's insistence to Bentham Grammar School, a boarding school in North Yorkshire, England. Not long after arriving, he was expelled for, from steal- for stealing from other students and was returned to Hong Kong. Um, so he was troubled. <laughs> yes. Troubled youth. Uh, he moved, well, he was like a... He did a lot of stuff that... Uh, feels like you shouldn't have been able to do. Mm. Uh, so then he was went to the U.S. Was this also the 50s, I assume? 70s. 70s, okay. Um, he went to this, the U.S. on a student visa and studied biology at the College of Notre Dame in Belmont, California. Jesus. I know. He dropped out after a semester, mm. and then he was involved in a hit and run. And so in order to not be prosecuted for this, he enlisted in the USMC. Oh. And so he was accepted... And uh, he joined in 1979, and with the help of, he claimed, a recruiting sergeant, 
and false documents attesting to his birthplace as Bloomington, Indiana. Um, he served in Did, the This U- recruiter helped him? Falsify. Ford? Well, that's what he says. Oh. Um, well, I mean, I wouldn't actually doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, like, like at, I got one? At a time of potential war with Russia, that was just the impending situation at all times. We just finished up the uh, Vietnam War. We've got the... Uh, uh, Contra scandal. I mean, Iran is thrown in the mix as well. We got all sorts of different problems happening in the 19, late 1970s, early 80s. So they were like, let's falsify some documents. Let me see. You got a pulse? Uh-huh. Come on. Come into the, the Marine Corps. You're a Marine. Mm. After less than a year of service, he was in, arrested by the military police for stealing weapons from Kanionohe base in Hawaii. Hmm. Um, he stole like eleven thousand dollars worth of guns. of weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, he faced a court martial. Why is it really that far? Yeah, it's very far. It's like in the middle. Jesus, it is so far. Mm, escaped custody in 1980 and made his way back to Northern California, where he met Leonard Lake. Oh, how great! Um, and so then in 1982, they were just hanging out. Um. And then the police were like, hanging out. <laughs> you got some stuff in your trailer there? <coughs> and they were like, no. A wink. And then the police were like, let's look. And so there was a lot of illegal weapons and explosives. In that Love trailer. that. Great. And so uh, Lake was released on bond, but he jumped bail and hid in the remote cabin owned by his wife, Clara and Battle. In (laughs) Willysville, uh, a community in Calaveras County, located in the foothills of the Sierra Nevada. 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 Um, He was returned... Wait, we're in Sierra Nevada? No. Sierra Nevada is the uh, mountain range. Oh, the mountain range. But I thought that was mostly Southern California. I'm sure it goes all the way up, doesn't it? It's a rocky, isn't it? Yes, but I thought, like, just the Sierra, Sierra... Nevada mountain range. Well, this is Calaveras County now. Oh, boy. Anyways, so N was returned to the Marines' custody, and he pled guilty to theft and desertion. Um, Under the terms of his deal, he was paroled and dishonorably discharged in in 1984 after serving 18 months in the military stockade at uh, the dispensary disciplinary barracks in Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. Uh, He was released. So he got sent to Kansas. Yeah. So this... A military prison. Yeah. So Mendocino County is like northwest. Mendocino. Mena- whatever. It's not Italian. It, it, well, if you got grapes there, where'd that come from? Lots Italy. of people be eating grapes. Mendocino County is up a northwest and then uh, a northwest of Sacramento or San Francisco. Um, and then this Calaveras County is south of Sacramento. Southeast. So more on the other side of the mountains. Sacramento sounds like a great city. Doesn't? No. <laughs> no, no. Um, so, after his release, he rejoined Lake, who was still living in Willysville, Willsieville, Willsieville cabin in uh, California. Uh, by then, Lake and Ballas had divorced, but they still remained on good terms. Next to the cabin, Lake had built a structure described in his journals as, quote, the dungeon. Yeah. Um, before Nunn's arrival, 
Lake was believed to have already murdered his brother Donald, whom he lured to the cabin and shot in his sleep in 1983, and his best friend and best man, Charles Gunnar. Gunnar's body was unearthed from the Willisville, Will Seville property in 1998. Oh, shit. So he's killing his family. Yeah. Um, over the next uh, year, Lake and began a pattern of kidnapping and murdering men and women and children. According to the records, uh, they killed men and infants immediately, whereas they subjected women to a period of enslavement, rape, torture before killing them. So is he the only one on this property? Uh, his wife is there. Oh. His ex-wife now. And Charles N. Uh, in 1984, an Asian man broke into and robbed an apartment of Don Guiletti, a San Francisco disc jockey. <laughs> <laughs> and his roommate, Richard Carraza, his roommate, mm. shooting both men in the process. Guiletti died in the attack, but Carraza survived and later identified N as his assailant. Soon afterwards, N managed to get a job at the Bay Area Moving Company. The duo's rampage might have gone on longer if it were not for N's kleptomania. On June 2nd, 1985, Lake and N entered the South City Lumber Store in San Francisco. An employee observed N stealing a $75 vice and called the police. Okay, San Francisco is not close to where they're at. Just as a like little throw, throw out there. It has to be, I mean, it, it, it's a three or four hour drive from Willysville. Willisville. Willisville? Willisville. There you go. Because I just looked it up, don't worry. Because <laughs> they're on a trip? Yeah. I mean, San Francisco is... Well, they probably steal from all kinds of other places, but well, yeah. they never noticed until it was in a big city. Yeah, yeah. Also true. Um, when confronted by the employee, N tossed the vice into the trunk of his 1980 Honda Prelude in the parking lot and then fled on foot. The police arrived minutes later, and the officer looked in the car's trunk and saw, saw the stolen vice along with a 22 caliber pistol equipped with an illegal silencer. Um Lake asserted that there was a misunderstanding and that they had paid for the vice and he was arrested for possession of a highly illegal modified weapon. So he was like, oh, no, we didn't we didn't steal anything. They're like, okay, we well. We paid the, for it. That employee just didn't see us do it. We just put the money on and the And so like, okay, fine, whatever. But this weapon. Yeah. <laughs> Bad thing. Oh, that. Okay. This is California. The, the Second Amendment doesn't exist here. California at the time was not the California that we have today. I like to think so. Okay. <laughs> I mean, California either still does or did still have the death penalty for a long time. They also overturned uh, the ability for gays to get married in our lifetime. Well, <sighs> California is an odd state. <laughs> Does some weird things. Everyone's Nancy wrong. Pelosi's emails. Yeah. Yes. Hello. What do you want? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maxine Waters. She's from there too, right? Yes. Hello. Mm -hmm. What do you want? Mm -hmm. How can I help you? What mm -hmm. do you want? How can I help you? What do you want? <laughs> um, the arresting officer noticed that Lake bore no resemblance to the photo on his California's driver's license, which bore the name Robin Scott Stapley, a San Diego man reported missing by his family several weeks earlier. Uh, the Honda was registered to Paul Cosner, who disappeared from San Francisco on November 2nd, 1984, after leaving his apartment to show the car to someone else who was interested in purchasing it. The car license plate was registered to yet another missing person, Lonnie Bond of Wilseyville. The gun was registered to Stapley. 
So there were three different so people. A, yeah. The car, he has a license of Stapley. Uh-huh. The car belongs to Kostner. Uh-huh. And the license plate is Lonnie Someone Bonds. Someone else's, yes. And then the gun belongs to the all, guy. All three people missing. <laughs> whose license he has, yeah. Yeah. Um, while in custody, Lake admitted his real identity and that of his accomplice, mm, uh, he then asked for a pencil, a piece of paper, and a glass of water. And they left him alone in the interrogation room. And then he wrote a note to his ex-wife, and he swallowed a cyanide capsule that he had hidden in his jacket. And then he was rushed to the hospital, but he was dead. That was Lake? Yeah. Okay. Um, upon further examination of the Honda Prelude, investigators found a bullet hole in the car's roof, along with a blood spatter, a stun gun, and several unspent bullets. Um, under the passenger seat, a utility bill was found in the name of Lake's ex-wife, Clarolyn Ballas, with a Wilseyville address. On June 4th, police detectives in Calaveras County... Sorry. <laughs> literally, Clarolyn. <laughs> so funny to me. Um, the Calaveras County Sheriff's investigators searched the Wilseyville cabin with Ballas' permission. In one of the bedrooms, they discovered video equipment belonging to Harvey Dubbs, who had vanished from his San Francisco apartment along with his wife, Deborah, and their infant son, Sean. In July 1984, investigators... uh, They found them in July 1984. Um, Investigators also found vehicles belonging to Bond and Stapley in the parking lot of the property. Um... Bond had rented a house just 50 yards from Lake's cabin with his girlfriend, Brenda O'Connor, and their infant son. Stapley, a friend of Bond's, had also been staying at the house, but the detectives found the house empty, and the rent was unpaid for several months. Mm. Uh, Next to the driveway, stood on cinder blocks, uh, was his bunker that he constructed, and inside they found copies of The Collector, a book by John Fowles, as well as tools, handcuffs, women's clothing, and makeup. So, the, mm, it scared me. Hey, Google, turn on the lights. Um, Lake had read this book in 1963, and it's about a man who captures a woman named Miranda and keeps her as a slave in hopes that she will eventually fall in love with him. Oh. So. Just normal things to have. You know. <laughs> uh, Lake was fascinated by the novel and used the book as an inspiration. <laughs> Uh, for what he called Operation Miranda. Because what like he that. did is he would kidnap women mm-hmm. and then enslave them before he would kill them. Yeah. And his wife was interested in these fantasies. She wasn't opposed. Yes, uh, yeah. Um, so, posted on the wall of the bunker was typewritten rules for female captives to follow along with pictures of 21 women some of them nude. Behind one wall through a hidden door was a tiny windowless cell with a small mattress and a bucket, which may have been used as a toilet. Mm, Probably was. Definitely. um, Investigators believe that women have been held in the cells as Lake's prisoners. In a makeshift burial site nearby, police unearthed roughly 45 pounds of burned and crushed human bone fragments, corresponding to a minimum of 11 bodies. Holy shit. In addition to Bond, O'Connor, the Dubs, and their children, other victims included Paul Cosner, Randy Jacobson, Michael Carroll, Kathy Allen, Jeff Gerald, Robin Stapley, Clifford Pertineau, Peranto, and relatives and friends who came looking for them, and two gay men. So, question. Did you 
already say this, besides the women that were enslaved, what was their reason for killing them and their entire families? Like, did they have, like, a reason why they captured them? They were nearby. Yeah, okay. But I, it, it wasn't certain if they had, like, a re- like their idea of a reason, saying, like, oh, well, you know, nuclear warfare is coming, I have to sacrifice, some, some weird shit like that. No, okay. they just like killing people. Okay. Um, I mean, and if there was a family, they're going to kill everyone except mm. the wife and mm. then keep the wife hostage. Yeah. Um, they also had a hand-drawn treasure map leading them to two buried five-gallon drums. Um, one contained envelopes with names and victims' identifications, suggesting that the total number of victims might have been as high as 25. Jesus. In the other bucket were Lake's handwritten journals for the years 1983 and 1984. And two videotapes documenting the torture of their victims. Were um, they trying to save that for when the nuclear situation happened? Because you said they were buried, right? Yeah. Five-gallon buried drums? Yeah. Jeez. A, a time capsules? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Time capsules. Um, one of the, tape, one of the uh, tapes was labeled N-Ladies. Uh, Charles was seen telling victim Brenda O'Connor as he cuts her shirt off with a knife. Quote, you can cry and stuff like the rest of them, but it won't do any good. We're pretty cold-hearted, so to speak. In another part of the video, Kathy Allen is seated, seen seated in a chair with Leonard Lake warning her, quote, If you don't go along with us, we'll probably take you into the bed, tie you down, rape you, shoot you, and bury you. And in another, Deborah Dubbs is shown to be assaulted so severely that she could have, quote, not survived. Um, well, meanwhile, was fleeing the lumberyard, uh, after fleeing the, the, the place, uh, the, the, the place store. that he, he robbed. Yeah. yeah. Um, arrived at Ballas's residence and told her that he had to leave town immediately. She drove him to San Francisco International Airport, where he boarded a flight to Chicago using the alias Mike Komodo. Um, and then a friend drove him from Chicago to Detroit across the border into Canada and he eventually settled into Calgary, where he lived undetected in a lean-to in Fish Creek Provincial Park until his pension for theft in him and again. On July 6, 1985, he was arrested by the Calgary, Calgary police for shooting a security guard in the hand while resisting arrest for stealing a can of salmon from Hudson's Bay department store. Um, he was charged and, in December of 1985, convicted of shoplifting, assault with a weapon, and possession of a concealed firearm, and was sentenced to four and a half years in prison. After serving a sentence, he remained incarcerated pending a extradition from California. Um, he fought through a protracted legal battle against extradition because, um, on the grounds that in Canada, they don't have the death penalty. For most offenses and it would be violating the canadian charter of rights and freedoms by permitting him to stand trial in california for capital murder but he's not a, a canadian citizen but if you're in canada that's a a right of all people oh even if you're being extradited to the u.s if you're in canada but canada does it have any sort of extradition laws or like they're not supposed to extradite you I don't think so. I, I'm not exactly sure, but I remember if you're thinking like the 1800s, mm-hmm. there's fugitive slaves. If you're in America, they're going to send you back to the States. But if you get to Canada, they, you can't be you're fine, yeah. taken. 
Uh, a habeas corpus petition and an appeal to the Alberta Court of Appeals were both denied. And then on September 26, 1991, uh, the Supreme Court of Canada ruled by a vote of th- four to three against him. Um, the former Alberta pro- prosecutor, Scott Newark, said that after this ruling, n- was deported to California in 18 minutes. Mm. And we'll pick up there next week. Like, get out of here, please. Oh, there's more. Oh, yeah. Well, that's just the trial. It, well, it sounds like if it's enough for you to have a full story for, then I'm very intrigued. <laughs> and so the other one's dead. Lake's dead. But uh, has a lot more to go. I mean, it's just his trial. I probably could have fit it all in this one, but I didn't want Don't to. Don't worry about it. I'm just going to stop. I'm not going to do a two-part. Okay. Well, that's it. He's back. And then in... he went to jail. And he's, he's still there. <laughs> he's in California. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Uh huh. Love it. Uh, I don't love that. That's crazy. I know. Potentially 25 victims between the two of them. The other one was smart and had an out. Apparently didn't tell his, his business partner. It's like, oh, I'm, if we get caught, I'm killing myself. It's insane. Yeah. But also, if he had that side end pill as well, he, first of all, either knew he was going to use it for that or whatever else might happen. I mean, he was already diagnosed as being schizophrenic. He was ready to die anytime. Exactly. He had that pill ready to die at any point that he's like, I don't like the situation. Dead. Yeah. Well, because he also knew all the shit he did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. So he's still in jail. Yeah. Fuck him. Love that. No, I don't. Why do I keep saying that? I don't know. So he didn't get the death penalty because I assume at that point that when he was in California that they didn't have the death penalty anymore yeah no yeah yeah no yeah no yeah no no yeah yeah no yeah no yeah yeah um well what a crazy episode we've been we've been around the globe we have we i mean we were both in canada at some point i was born there yeah i had no idea you've been to canada i haven't you just said we've been to canada we were just talking about Canada. Because oh. my person was in Vancouver, remember? Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, 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 Okay. Yeah, there's that. Um, well, look at us do a podcast. We did it, and we're going to finish on time. We're going to finish before 1030. Well, they're here, and they're on their way. So yes. let's finish. <laughs> let's finish it. All right. Well, before we finish, we'd like to go ahead and... Hold on. Got to... Good load. Uh, thank our sponsor, Economy Works, a freelance talent network that connects, profes- connects professionals with project work. If you're a company that needs help writing job descriptions, conducting marketing analysis, Jesus, um, and managing your social media platforms, Economy Works has an extensive talent network of freelance professionals ready to help you do more with less. Economy Works. When we work, the economy works. Find out more about Economy Works at economyworks.com. That's E-C-O-N-O-M-I-W-R-K-S dot com. Economy Works. And we would be remiss to not talk about our favorite podcast besides this one. The notorious L tag talk about. Let's talk gay stuff. Let's talk about gay stuff. <laughs> Let's talk about gay stuff. Is your destination for everything LGBTQ plus? You want some history? You want some current events? You want to learn about the latest corn lunatic? events? 
Corns <laughs> juice? You want to learn about books? They got books too. We got books. We got a young stuff. Whippersnapper. Hey, you're on there. I'm I'm there. So I hang out. If you want more of that. The, the, hold the, on, there's more. Hold on. The, this. <laughs> you could find them at Let's Talk About Gay Stuff on all of your po- podcast platforms or Let's Talk About Gay Stuff.com. Let's Talk About Gay Stuff on Facebook and Instagram and Talk Gay Stuff on Twitter or send them an email at Let's Talk About Gay Stuff at gmail.com. Also, if you listen and you like our content, Write us a review. If you don't like our content, go away. But uh, why like are you our, listening? <laughs> why are you doing that? If you like our content, uh, write us a review. Both Spoopy Podcast and L Tags. We like to hear your thoughts and your praise, mostly. Only mostly praise. praise. Give me compliments. I only want compliments. I will not accept any um, negative reviews. Uh-uh, absolutely not. And if they are there, I'm going to ignore them. We're going to so. respond and say, uh, girl, what the heck are you doing listening? <laughs> That's your problem. Can you do that for podcasts? I don't know. Actually, Susan. You know what? You didn't listen properly because your ears are stupid. You know what, Brenda? I'm sorry that uh, you had to turn down your uh, volume in your car and then turn it back up because we talked too quiet but then laughed too loud. That's your fault. You know what, Linda? You're ugly anyway. I peeped your profile. I found your children. Not looking good for you. And then we'll get swatted. (laughs) Anyways... Should we tell them to get get spoopy spoopy with it?